Chapter Ten of Peeps at People, being certain papers from the writings of Anne Warrington Witherup, by John Kendrick Bangs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Walters, AprilWalters.com. Peeps at People, Chapter Ten, The Dureshkas. On my return to London. I received a message from my principals at home suggesting that, in view of the possibilities of opera next winter, an interview with the famous Brothers Dereshka would be interesting to the readers of the United States. I immediately started for Warsaw, where, I was given to understand, these wonderful operatic stars were spending the summer on their justly famous stock farm. I arrived late at night and put up comfortably at a small and inexpensive inn on the outskirts of the city. Mine host was a jolly old Polander, who, having emigrated to and then returned from America, spoke English almost as well as a citizen of the United States. He was very cordial and assigned me the best room in his house without a murmur or a tip. Anxious to learn how genius is respected in its own country, I inquired of him if he knew where the Dereshkas lived and what kind of people they were. Oh, yes, he said. I know them Dereshkas very well already. They have one big farm on their hills. I gets my butter and eggs from those Dereshkas. Indeed, said I, somewhat amused. They are fine fellows, both of them. Yes, he said. I like them well enough. Their butter is good, and their eggs is good, but their milk is always schemed. I do not understand it why they should scheme their milk. I presume, said I, that their voices are in good condition? Well, he replied, I don't know much about their voices. I don't ever speak to them much. When I saw them lost, they could make themselves hurt. But, you know, they don't need their voices much already. They keep a man to sell their butter and eggs. But, of course, you know that they are renowned for their vocal powers, I suggested. I don't know much about them, he said simply. They go away for a year or two every six months, and they come back meet plenty of money of one kind and another. But I suppose they all made it out of butter and eggs. What is those vocal powers you is talking about? Is that some new kind of chickens? I gave that landlord up as a difficult case. But the next day, when I called at the castle of the two famous singers, I perceived why it was that in their own land they were known chiefly as farmers. The Dereshkas, said I, as I entered their castle, some ten miles out of Warsaw, and held out my hand for the brothers to clasp. It was a superb building, with a facade of imposing quality, and not, as I had supposed, built of painted canvas, but of granite. To be sure, there were romantic little balconies distributed about it for Jean to practice on, with here and there a dark, forbidding casement which suggested the most base of Edouard's bass notes. But generally the castle suggested anything but the flimsy structure of a grand opera scene. Their reply was instant, and I shall never forget the magnificent harmony of their tones as they sang in unison. Miss Witherup? Miss Witherup? they inquired. The same, I sang, and I haven't a bad voice at all. We are glad, sang Jean in tenor tones. We are glad, echoed Edouard, only in bass notes. And then they joined together in, We are glad, we are glad to see you. I wish I could write music so that I could convey the delightful harmonies of the moment to the reader's ear, particularly that last phrase. If a typographical subterfuge may be employed, it went like this, To see he 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 start on c and go a note lower on each line and you will get some idea of the exquisite musical phrasing of my greeting excuse me jean said edouard 
but we are forgetting ourselves it is only abroad that we are singers here we are farmers and not even utilists true said jean miss wetherup we must apologize we recognized in you a matinee girl from new york and succumbed to the temptation to try to impress you but here we are not operatic people we run a farm do you come to interview us as singers or farmers i've come to interview you any old way you please said i i want to see you at home well here we are said edouard with one of his most fascinating smiles look at us tell me said i how did you know i was a matinee girl you just said you recognized me as one easy laughed jean with a wink at his brother by the size of your hat ah but you said from the united states i urged how did you know that don't english matinee girls wear large hats yes returned edouard with a courteous bow but yours is an exquisite taste just then the telephone bell rang and jean ran to the receiver edouard looked a trifle uneasy and i kept silent what is it jean edouard asked in a moment it is a message from the countess Ponatowska. she says the milk this morning was sour those cows must have been at the green apples again replied the tenor moodily it's very annoying put in edouard impatiently that stage carpenter we brought over from the metropolitan isn't worth a cent i told him to build a coop large enough for those cows to run around in and strong enough to keep them from breaking out and eating the apples and this is the third time they've done this really think we ought to send him back to new york he'd make a good target for the gunners to shoot at over the navy yard what are the prospects for grand opera next year mr Dureshki? i asked after a slight pause pretty good replied jean absently of course if the milk was sour we'll have to send another can over to the countess i suppose so said edouard but the thing's got to stop i don't mind losing a little money on this farm at the outset but when it costs us fifteen hundred dollars a quart to raise milk i don't much like having to provide substitute quarts when it sours at sixteen cents a gallon just because a fool of a carpenter can't build a cow coop strong enough to keep the beasts away from green apples i had to laugh quietly for as the daughter of a farmer i could see that these spoiled children of fortune knew as much about farming as i knew about building lighthouses perhaps i suggested it wasn't the green apples that soured the milk it may have been the thunderstorm last night that did it that can't be said jean positively we have provided against that all our cows have lightning rods on them we bought them from a connecticut man who was here the other day for five hundred dollars apiece so you see no electrical disturbance could possibly affect them it must have been the apples i suppose i had better tell blancon to take the extra quart over himself at once and explain to the countess said edouard Plantson here too i cried in sheer delight yes but it's a secret said jean the whole troop is here Plantson has charge of the cows but nobody knows it i wouldn't send Plantson, he added reverting to edouard's suggestion he'll stay over there all day singing duets with the ladies Manada Salchi to attend to it. She's going to town after the turnip seed this morning, and she can stop on her way. All right, said Edward. I imagine that will be better. Planson's got all he can do to get the hay in, anyhow. Edward looked at me and laughed. We are hard workers here, Miss Weatherup, he cried, and I can tell you what it is. There's no business on earth so exacting and yet so delightful as farming. And you are all in it together, I said? Yes you see last time we were all in new york we were the most harmonious opera troupe there ever was edouard explained 
and it was such a novel situation that jean and i invited them all here for the farming season and have put various branches of the work into the hands of our guests we two retaining executive control delightful i cried melba has charge of the dairy and does a great deal of satisfactory rehearsing while churning the butter you should hear the spinning song from faust as she does it to the accompaniment of a churn magnificent and you ought to see the little Rossitano and Cremonini rounding up the chickens every night while Bauermeister collects the eggs, put in Jean, and Plasson milking the cows after Morel has called them home, and that huge old chap Tamango pushing up the lawnmower up and down the hayfields through the summer sun. Those are the sights even the gods rarely witness. It must be a picture, I ejaculated with enthusiasm. And Ancona? Is he with you? He is, and he's as useful a man as ever was, said Edouard he is our head ploughboy and calvet's vegetable garden well jean and i do not wish to seem vain miss wetherup but really if there is a vegetable garden in the world that produces cabbages that are cabbages and artichokes that are artichokes and bermuda potatoes that are bermuda potatoes it is calvet's garden right here and what becomes of all the product of your farm i asked we sell it all said jean we supply the czar of russia with green peas and radishes the emperor of germany buys all his asparagus from us and we have secured the broiled chicken contract for the austrian court for the next five years and don't you feel mr dereshka i asked that all this interferes with your work it is my work replied the great tenor then why i queried do you not take it up exclusively singing in grand opera must be very exhausting it is sighed jean it is indeed siegfried is harder than haying and I'd rather shear six hundred sheep than sing Tristan. But, alas, Edward and I cannot afford to give it up. For if we did, what would become of our farms? The estimated expense of producing one can of peas on this estate, Miss Weatherup, is three hundred dollars. But we have to let it go at fifty cents. Asparagus costs us fourteen dollars and eighty cents a spear. A lamb chop from the Dereshka Lamry sells for sixty cents in a Paris restaurant but it costs us ninety-seven dollars a pound to raise them. So you can see why it is that my brother and I still appear periodically in public, and also why it is that our services are very expensive. We didn't want to take the gross receipts of opera the last time we were in New York, and when the company went to the wall, we'd gladly have compromised for ninety-nine cents on the dollar had we not at that very time received our semi-annual statement from the agent on our farm, showing an expenditure of eight hundred thousand dollars as against gross receipts of one thousand six hundred fifty dollars sixteen hundred and thirty dollars said edouard correcting his brother we had to deduct twenty dollars from our bill against queen victoria for those pheasants eggs we sent to windsor three crates of them turned out to be shanghai roosters true said jean i had forgotten i rose and after presenting the singers with the usual check and my cordial thanks for their hospitality prepared to take my leave you must have a souvenir of your visit miss witherup said jean what shall it be a radish or an alderney cow they both cost us about the same thank you i said i do not eat radishes and i have no place to keep a cow but if he will sing the long rennet farewell for me it will rest with me forever the brothers laughed you ask too much they cried that would be like giving you ten thousand dollars oh very well said i i will take the will for the deed we'll send you our pictures autographed said edouard how will that do i shall be delighted i replied as i bowed myself out you can use them to illustrate the interview with jean called out after me and so i left them i hope their anxiety over their crops will not damage their 
folkler bowers as the landlord called them for with their voices gone i believe their farm would prove a good deal of a burden End of chapter 10 Recording by April Walters